Welcome to Daily Living for Christ, 86,400 seconds in a day. Imagine the possibilities of what your life would become if you dedicated an additional 60 seconds each day to walk closer with Christ. Well, that's what we're here for. We are here to partner with you on your journey to drawing closer to Christ. 86,400 seconds. Are you ready? 86,400 seconds. Are you ready to become what Christ has already declared you are? Let's jump in now. Hey, welcome back. Today's bonus first step session is on surrender. And I asked the question, is surrender an act or a lifestyle? And where this all came about, my daughter and I were driving in the car and we heard a statement made and it kind of stirred something in me. And the statement was that at every level of life, there is a different level of surrender required for your relationship with Christ. And when I thought about this statement, it really kind of, it, it stirred me up because it reminded me of my previous mindset that I had. And that mindset was that as you grow in life, you grow in surrender or you give more over from a surrender standpoint. And I no longer hold this opinion. And I'll explain to you why, because if you if you go and you read the Gospels, because first and foremost, our primary model, teacher, coach, mentor, whatever you want to call it, is Jesus. And Jesus never came or never mentioned or showed us that at different levels of his walk, a, a different level or a higher level of surrender was required. Jesus' mindset was surrender is a lifestyle. It's not an act. So if you get to the place where you completely understand the moment you're accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the moment that you agree, Let me say this again. The moment that you agree that Jesus is God's Christ sent on our behalf to restore our relationship with him. And the moment you confess with your mouth that Jesus is the Christ and he is Lord of my life. That is the initial conversation or the initial Uh, should I say the initial enactment or empowerment of the surrendered life. And as Jesus, as you read through the gospels, you will see that everything that Jesus did, he did according to what he heard from the father or what the father directed him to do. And he also demonstrated in his life 
that there were times that he separated himself to go into prayer so that he could surrender to God so that God could refill him. Or I don't want to say God. He said he can go spend time with the father so that the father could replenish him. And that, in essence, is a surrendered life. So if you understand that everything that goes on and everything that we do in our lives is from a point of surrender, you no longer have to be concerned or anxious about anything because now you are following the lead of the Christ that's in you, God the Father that's directing you, and the Holy Spirit that's there to encourage you and empower you for all things. So to answer the question that I asked, is surrender an act or a lifestyle? I believe I already said it. To me, surrendering is a lifestyle. And from that point, Everything changes when you realize that your walk with Christ is a lifestyle of surrendering. And, and, and I always think about it from this. And I'm going to use Jesus first as my example. And then I'm going to go to the epistles and share with you about Paul. Jesus said, not my will, but your will be done. He was talking to the father. He said, not my will, but your will be done. And in every situation that you read in the Gospels, you always see, he says, I only do what I hear from my father. Or if my father doesn't tell me to do, I don't do. So what is that? That is a place of surrender. Now, when we move over to the Apostle Paul, and I think the Apostle Paul's transformation to me is absolutely amazing. Because you have a man here, intellectually and religiously, he was astute. He was profound. He was what we would consider today as a, as a theologian in religion or in the law. But yet his understanding of who God's Christ was, was thrown off because of the fact that he had not let the surrender happen in him so that God could reveal to him the Christ that he sent. But on that road to Damascus, when he met Jesus on that road, notice the position that Paul took. He fell to his knees. So there was a physical surrender. And in the state of that surrender, he fell physically. And I want you to understand what happened next. The next thing that happened was God, Jesus spoke to him, revealed to him his purpose. After revealing to him his purpose, he gave him a direction to go to a place. And what else happened after that? He was blinded for three days. So he went from a place of being in control of where he went and how he went about doing things to now for a three-day period of time, he could no longer see, so he was dependent upon someone else to direct his steps. Isn't God awesome? And we're only talking about the natural aspect. God is awesome. And then they directed him to the place. And as the moment when Ananias laid his hands on Paul, 
the scales came out of his eyes and he could see again. I, I would go on and share with you what I believe those scales represent, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put my opinion in this. I'm just giving you scripture. After that point, we don't see one time in the New Testament in any of the letters that Paul wrote that he was compromising or misunderstood his act of surrender to God. And I think of it, it just shouts from the rooftop when he says, this life that I live, I now live for Christ. Or he said, this life that I live, not I, but the Christ within me lives. So he had completely understood that his life after coming to Christ was no longer a point of him directing it. He fell in line with God's plan and that plan opened up the whole purpose, his whole purpose for life all came into clarity. And from that point of coming into clarity, he now had a level of peace. He had a level of joy. He had a level of contentment. He had a level of patience. Dare me say that he had an extreme level of the fruits of the spirit that he could now live in because he was no longer trying to do things in his strength, but in the strength of the one that he had surrendered to. Now, I want you to think about this. If you read in the epistles, you will also notice that the other apostles and the other disciples had the same mindset and took the same position. And I believe that this is a key that we are missing or that is lacking. I don't want to say missing. That's lacking in believers today. And this is why we don't see the visible manifested presence of God in our lives consistently or in the churches that we attend. But that's all changing. I'm telling you now it's changing. The Holy Spirit of God is actually stirring up on the inside of us that he desires us to allow him to lead so that we can see this amazing life that was prepared for us to live now on this earth. And as once we transition or step into the eternal life, we're not trying to learn how to live in eternity because we have already started living eternity here on earth. So I will challenge you as you listen to this. I want you to identify any relationship that you have that you could use a level of surrender in that relationship. But first and foremost, the level of submission that you are surrendering that you do in a relationship, you can't give more than what you have already given to Christ. So your first level of surrender must be to the Christ or our Christ, the one that we have dedicated or given our lives to. 
And if you don't think that you have a full understanding of what that surrender is, or if you have surrendered, then I say pray and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you the aspect or the areas within your life where you're not surrendering. And if he reveals it to you now, as I've always said, awareness leads to choice and choice then leads to a decision. And once a decision is made, now growth can happen. And before I leave, I want to make sure that we truly understand how God works. The transformational process that happens within a believer happens internally and it affects it affects the externalness of man in how they work or act in their lives. If you read the gospel, you will see how the apostles or the disciples, how they acted when Jesus was present with them. And as you read the letters, you will see the transformation of the Christ within them and the Holy Spirit within them, you will see how God transformed their way of thinking and their way of doing. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. And remember, every single day, we are given the opportunity of 86,400 seconds. And I wonder what life would be if each day, We devoted an additional 60 seconds to our walk with God and to our walk with Christ. Just think about it. What would 60 seconds do over a span of a year with your walk with Christ? So I hope you've enjoyed this uh, episode. And if it's been a blessing to you, man, let me know and share it with somebody else. And I'll be coming back again. And don't forget to to subscribe to Daily Living for Christ because we're here for you. We want to make sure that we partner with you on your walk with Christ every day. So thank you, guys. I'm out until next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Daily Living for Christ, where we have one purpose, and that's to partner with you on your daily walk with Christ. Before you go, I have two questions I want to throw out to you. First, what insights did you gain from this episode? And number two, how will you apply those new insights in your daily walk with Christ? Remember, awareness leads to choice and choice leads to a decision. There's 86,400 moments in a day. 86,400 moments in a day. Let today be the day that you increase by one more moment with Christ. Until next time, I'm out.